Hi guys this is Nishi and you're listening to Long Story Short this is episode 2 um when i came up with the idea of making this episode about mothers day half of the day was already gone in india by the time i could crystallize into something coherent it was night and uh, by the time i could uh, it was time to put the plan into motion i fell asleep so when i woke up in the morning i decided to do it anyway because it was still mothers day in la after all but uh, then i was stressed out about my parents who were on their way to a government hospital hospital to get their uh, vaccine shots and uh, yeah surprise surprise i overshot the self inflicted deadline again but then when they were done and they got home i returned to this and uh, guess what it was still sunday in honolulu the beautiful capital of hawaii so i was like let's give this another shot So for this episode I wanted to read a short story called Mother that I had written a few years ago but uh, when I went back to it this time I was horrified to see how angsty incoherent and absolutely drab it was my heart sort of sank to see this talentless drivel on uh, the file but then I was also felt reassured that at least I could tell it was drivel right so um moving on here's plan b where i read excerpts from the writings of some of my favorite authors and in the end i'll read a little bit of my own short story if you don't mind so um let's start with juno diaz uh juno diaz is one of the most passionate and original literary voices i've ever come across and i don't say this with any you know delusions of superiority but because of the sheer art he showcases through his writing he's a dominican uh, american he's a second generation immigrant but the themes and tones he employs in his writing are so universally relatable and poignant it blows my mind over and over again so uh, this excerpt i'm about to read is an essay is from an essay about his mother trying to get an education and here here goes I think of my mother of course she is one of those iron will rarely speak figures that haunt see her in new jersey in the house with the squirrels in the back that she feeds sparingly and that she chides when she thinks they are acting up you wouldn't know it looked you wouldn't know it looking at her in that kitchen but she grew up one of those poor third world country girls the brutalized backbone of our world the kind of dominican girl who was destined never to get off the mountain or out of the campo her own mother a straight head terror expected her to work on the family farm until she died or was married off but my mother in those small spaces between the work cultivated dreams that unbreakable habit of the young when the field hands were hurt or fell ill she was the one who cared for them opened in her a horizon a dream of being a nurse in the capital where she heard that every block had electricity but to be a nurse you needed education and while there were some girls who attended the one room school at the base of the hill my mother was not one of them her mother my grandmother demanded that she stay on the farm that she stay a mule no one more threatened by the thought of an educated girl than my mother sorry No one more threatened by the thought of an educated girl than my grandmother. Any time my mother was caught near the schoolhouse, my grandmother gave her a beating. 
and not the beatings of the first world but the beatings of the third which you do not so easily shake off how about that huh don't we all as indians know that kind of beating anyway so moving on to the second excerpt this is from ann patchett uh now again ann patchett who i spoke extensively about in the last episode her writing is so vivid and full of feeling when she was talking about her friend suki who also happens to be tom hanks's um, manager and uh, in the long personal essay called these precious days uh she also talks about her husband carl in this long essay i couldn't stop googling these two people in ann patchett's life and what they look like and uh this excerpt which i'm going to read out is about ann's uh mom's physical appearance her mom's name is jean ray and reading the whole thing will send you down the rabbit hole of jean ray google images you just have to trust me on this so if this if you find this intriguing you should check out the whole uh, personal essay on i think it's on the new yorker or you'll find if you google it you'll find it easily here goes my mother who looked like a cross between a hitchcock heroine and one of john derek's wives had drawn a winning ticket from the genetic lottery had she followed my example and done nothing more than wash her face and walk out the door in the morning she would still have been the most beautiful woman you would see on any given day but my mother left nothing to chance she skipped desserts and dinner rolls was fully committed to moisturizer and sunscreen she had a collection of silk underwear and when she changed her clothes she started at the beginning and changed her lingerie as well the things that no one would see because the lingerie was all part of it the best hours of my childhood were spent sitting on the edge of the bathtub watching her put on her makeup and roll her hair the that's it from ann patchett then uh, moving on to david sedaris this excerpt is from the personal essay called uh, why aren't you laughing it has appeared in the new yorker and was also a part of one of david sedaris's uh, books called calypso now david sedaris is i think one of the funniest writers i've ever read um, no one puts the fun in dysfunction quite like him uh, in my experience so here's an excerpt from why aren't you laughing Another reason quote unquote intervention makes me think about my mother is that she was an alcoholic. It's a hard word to use for someone you love. And and so my family avoided it. Rather, we'd whisper among ourselves that mom quote unquote had a problem that she quote unquote could stand to cut up, cut back. Sober, she was cheerful and charismatic. The kind of person who could and would talk to anyone unlike our father who makes jokes no one understands and leaves his listeners baffled and anxious to get away it was fun to hear what our mom might come out with quote unquote i got them laughing was a popular line in the stories she tell at the end of the day the men who pumped her gas the bank tellers the receptionists at the dentist's office quote unquote i got them laughing Her specialty was a real life story perfected and condensed. These take work and she'd go through half a dozen verbal drafts before getting one where she wanted it. In the course of the day, 
the line she wished she delivered in response to some question or comment the zinger would become the line she had delivered quote and quote so i said to him buddy that's why they invented the airplane we'd be on the sidelines aghast quote and quote that's not how it happened at all but what did it matter with such great results wow that made me smile again okay so uh, moving on to charles bukowski he is still one of my favorite writers i've read him obsessively um, but i still don't know how i feel about him after reading some more about his life and how he the kind of abuse he went through his childhood and then in turn inflicted it on the women who uh, came who flitted in and out of his life but it's anyway let's not get into that 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 could be another episode in itself but uh, here i am going to read out a poem from by bukowski it's called a smile to remember it's really really sad and beautiful at the same time here it goes we had goldfish and they circled around and around in the bowl on the table near the heavy drapes covering the picture window and my mother always smiling wanted us all to be happy told me be happy henry and she was right it's better to be happy if you can but my father continued to beat her and me several times a week while raging inside his 6 foot 2 frame because he couldn't understand what was attacking him from within my mother poor fish wanting to be happy beaten two or three times a week telling me to be happy henry smile why don't you ever smile and then she would smile to show me how and it was the saddest smile i ever saw one day the goldfish died all five of them they floated on the water on their sides their eyes still open and when my father got home he threw them to the cat there on the kitchen floor and we watched as my mother smiled wow so that was it with the literary greats now i don't know about great or literary here because it's an excerpt from uh, my own story called mother let's see how this goes looks wise she peaked in the 90s her sharp nose had found a formidable ally in eyebrows that were for that time period shaped to perfection her full lips offset by a chiseled jawline Pushing 30 but already a mother of 3 she wore her hair in bangs in the style popularized by Reena Roy Parveen Babi and Shabana Azmi the crimson sindoor lined the center parting almost like a like an LOC keeping the two sides of her brain within their boundaries the 90s also marked the onset of bitterness in her body but it was yet to take over her entire face in 95 you could catch it if you squinted at her for longer than 10 seconds 20 years on the family album would be replete with pictures of her reluctantly gl- sorry i'm sorry about that reluctantly glaring into the camera letting the world into a lifetime of perceived injustices inflicted upon her 
okay that's it that's all i could find the courage to do yeah let's go with that so that's it from me today i hope you enjoyed this episode um happy mothers day everyone especially the people in hawaii mothers are mystical beings whether they hold us when we need to be held or leave us to fend for ourselves whether they are present in our lives or conspicuous by their absence all mothers have a hand in making us who we become when mothers day is flooded with one dimensional sentimentality let's remember that mothers are people too people with multiple layers and shades long story short not all mothers are saints just like not all mothers are monsters and more often than not there's an overlap between the two and that overlap makes them people just like me and you thank you so much guys stay safe and see you around next time bye